Welcome to Restaurant Influencers presented by Entrepreneur. My name is Sean Walsh, founder of Cali BBQ and Cali BBQ Media. In life, in the restaurant business, and in the new creator economy, we learn through lessons and stories. We are grateful to Toast, our primary title sponsor of this show, for believing in restaurants, for believing in smartphone storytelling, and for believing in technology. We're so grateful today that we have Uzi Wiseman. He is the proprietor of at Borecas, and you can find them on Instagram at bo.re.kas, and also at Cy Street Kitchen Sherman Oaks. You're making a huge, huge wave on the West Coast. Everyone is talking. If you go on TikTok, if you go on Instagram, this is the hottest concept in town. Uzi, we're so grateful to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to meet you, first of all. And um, yeah, that's what I hear from the side. People love it. <laughs> People love it. So we're going to start with our favorite random question, which is where in the world is your favorite stadium, stage, or venue? Well, um, I would say Staples Center, Crypto.com Center, but for me, it's always Staples Center. Um, yeah. Beautiful. So uh, one of the things that we love to do is we, we, the people that listen to this show are true entrepreneurs, true hospitality professionals and true storytellers. And uh, they like to do things different. And I know that you're a man that likes to do things differently that blazes his own trail. Uh, we're going to go to Staples, uh, crypto.com. I'm going to talk to entrepreneur, talk to toast, talk to some other partners, and we're going to bring all of the best storytellers and hospitality professionals to crypto.com. And I'm going to put you on center court. I'm going to say, Uzi, tell me your story. Give, give me your story. How did, how did you get to be on entrepreneur.com? Why is right. everyone talking about you? Um, so, um, I think it was a surprise for everybody. What we did, um, what everybody talking about that, because there is a line all the time. So first of all, when there is a line, people like to talk, people like to ask, people like to check. What is it? Um, second, we open a small store out of like. A catering kitchen which it's no more catering kitchen of course and small window we're serving one item and one buttery flaky uh, item and we take something that is very traditional and very popular in my country in israel and we bring it here to la and we're trying to create it. We're trying to do it a little bit more upscale. And, and, but on the same time, keep it like fast food. Um, and most of the people, like 99% of the people just like it. I never heard about someone who tell me, no, I don't like it. Like who doesn't like butter and, and, and dough and cheese and perfect cooked egg, you know, like all those stuff. And also LA people is really like breakfast people. They love breakfast. So tell me, tell me more about Borecas. Tell me about, tell me about the first time that you had it in your life. Oh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere in your life. When you grow up in Israel, 
it's everywhere. It's it's um, when someone die, they bring burekas. When there is a party, they bring burekas. When you said you eat burekas. When you drank, you eat burekas. It's like it's meet you in a lot of like spatial moment and and in your life. And the first time I meet burekas, it was. I guess when I was a baby, I don't even remember when I met Borekas first time, but I can tell you it's definitely one of those foods that you always wanted. Like in the second you smell it, you want it. And, and the appetite for Borekas, it's something that, you know, I never said no to Borekas, to hot, fresh Borekas, I never said no. Um, yeah, pretty much. So what's incredible to me and why I love the opportunity to host this show is that we've never had the internet at our fingertips as entrepreneurs and business owners where we can share our story and then our share, our story can be shared by so many other people. This concept started as an Instagram story. Is that correct? E, pretty much. Look, so basically the concept start as like we have... I have Side Street Kitchen. It's like a smoked meat place, burger place. And we're trying to take the kosher burger to the next level in LA. We opened like, I think almost six years over there. And we, we, we start to create a big caterings and I needed another kitchen. So I took over another spot in the same shopping center. And this spot have this little window and I'm like, okay, we are in the middle of Sherman Oaks shopping center. What we can sell out of the window? And we're talking about 700 square foot, right? Yeah. This is the Amazing. space. Um, okay, let's make burekas. So we just made this sign of burekas, open a new company, just make it very like easy, fast, nothing like too complicated. We open an Instagram account. My wife like control it. And we make a story, hey guys, we opened today after like a, like months and a half of like tests to find the perfect dough, the perfect feeling. We work on it for a long time. And I gained maybe like 12 pounds this month. <laughs> and, and, and okay, we have 90, 90 pieces. I think it was 90 pieces of burekas. We open guys and we have, a, we, we're pretty known in the kosher community and and we just opened the window. Okay, let's see, 90 burekas. I tell my guys, look guys, we probably be sell out around like 3 p.m. So this is the shift, let's get ready. We sold out in 55 minutes. We open at 9 a.m., we sold out and 10 a.m. we close the kitchen. And I'm like, okay, what was it, you know? Yeah. And from there, it's just like start to build up and grow and grow. And we try to catch up and make more and catch up and make more. And people just order those huge quantity and like give me 20 pieces, give me 30 pieces. And, wow. and they take it to the offices for meetings. And, and I saw that people really like it, you know. Thanks, God. People love it. We bring something new to LA. First one. I don't think in US there is something that specifically make only burekas, only this type of pastry. Um, and it's so different than restaurant operation. It's so different. 
so different and it's so fun for everyone who working in the in this business they love it you know and it's first time after like i'm in the restaurant business for 15 years it's first time when i see like employees that really really happy come to work yeah. really really happy when it's crazy busy because they know when we sell out we go home early and <laughs> and it's just the perfect combination of everything together that's incredible and uh, i mean the reason why i love the story so much is on so many different levels but uh to think differently as a restaurateur, you know, it's such a hard business. It's so difficult, you know, from your side kitchen, you have two locations. Is that correct? Um, we sold one of them because Burekas, we, we sold it like recently, like a month really? ago because Burekas got so busy and I have this uh, three weeks baby a newborn in my house. Congratulations. Thank you so much, which I really want to be with. And you know, be next to him. And it was kind of like too much for me. Yeah. So we sold this location. Um, so we are in Sherman Oaks right now. Um, yeah. Talk, talk to me about becoming a father. Becoming a father. Wow. It was amazing journey. Amazing. Amazing. I deliver my wife. We did on birth. Like wow. the doctor being with us, but she, she filmed everything and it was like the house was full of energy and it was the most amazing experience i ever had um, and it's 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 amazing to see how much power my wife all the women around the world have when they can handle this like it 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 was something it was a moment it was like a 17 hours, like all the delivery and everything together. And it was the last two hours. It was a moment. Then I'm like, I talking to my wife and I don't know if she's still with me, you know? Yeah. It was something else. And very excited. Every day I just, what I want to do, I want to go back home to be with my baby, be with my wife. And I think it's part of the meaning of life, you know? Huge news, Toast, our primary technology partner at our barbecue restaurants in San Diego and the primary technology partner of so many of the guests that we have on this show have announced they are expanding their business offerings with Google. So now if you search on Google Maps and you sign up for Toast Tables or Toast Waitlist, you will have the opportunity to improve the digital hospitality experience of the guest, allow them to book through the maps into the Toast Reservation system. One of the biggest difficulties that restaurant guests have is when they search for your restaurant and they want a table, they do not have an easy solution to book a table or to get on a wait list. This is huge news for the restaurant industry, huge news for guests and huge news for you, the restaurant owner. Check out Toast Tables today and find out the new integrated solution that they have. This is something that we've wanted for a long time. How do you integrate reservations, wait lists into your point of sale? Toast has done it. Check it out. I think, you know, the, for me, as someone that has barbecue restaurants and we're here in San Diego and 15 years in, in the restaurant business, owner operator kind of wearing the badge of, oh, I have to be there. I have to work. I've got to open and I've got to close and I got to do all the things. But then when my son was born was the first time for me that I realized 
you know, maybe it isn't about opening up as many barbecue restaurants as possible. You know, maybe it is about doing something deeper and more meaningful. You know, that's really when we started doing a lot more of the storytelling and the media side, because I didn't have to be at the restaurant every single day. I think when I, when I hear your story and I see, you know, I, I didn't know that you had sold, sold one of your locations, but it's, it's a powerful shift for an entrepreneur. You know, you've been spending so much time, blood, sweat, tears, hopes, dreams, putting into this hospitality business. And now you're at a point where you're starting to prioritize the things that matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the first lesson and the first thing I learned, it's never fall in love in your business. You know, it's a business, the end of the day. And we're here to do business and to fall in love in like four walls and chairs and menu and customer. It's nice, but there is more than that. Yeah, I heard a quote, never, never lose what you have chasing what you want. Absolutely. We spend so much time chasing as men, as leaders, as what we want to build and see something yeah, grow. And we forget to take care of the things that are, are right in front of us. T tell me about Saturday. Why are you closed on Saturday? Is that something? It's, um, it's because the place is kosher. I'm not kosher, though. I'm not okay. keeping kosher. Um, why I decide to do it kosher? Because I love my family time. I want to have one day that I can completely be like here with my family and do nothing, turn off my phone. And, and this is the only reason. This is the only reason also for my guys, for my cooks. They have this, uh, we close Friday, we sell out around like Friday, it's really busy day. So we sell out around like 12.30 to 1.30 p.m. We finish clean, organize and that's it. Quiet till Sunday morning, which is great. It's beautiful. Yeah. When you think about where you are right now as a new father and somebody that has so much attention, so much, so many people asking about your shop, when are you going to open up more shops? How do you, how do you manage what, what, what the, what the next step is? Um, first, I don't want to be in rush. I don't want to do something and don't do it like perfect, you know? We have a big plans. I work with really like really serious people in the industry and we're trying to grow it. I don't have any partners. I don't have anyone with me to put money and I'm trying to create kind of like, let's say a chain out of Burekas, but something very personal, something very unique, very quality. Yeah. I don't want to have like 200 locations, you know, if I have in five, six years from now, 40 location, I'm happy. I don't need more than that. Yeah. And, and the most important is to keep it this quality, you know, usually when you rush and you open another space and, and, and you're trying to do everything by yourself and you don't bring the right people with you, that's where you're going down and you're not like going up and I don't want it to happen. I want to keep it and do it right. I want to bring the right people to the team. And I want, I don't want investors. I started as a dishwasher um, 15, 16 years ago. I'm 31. I started to work in the kitchen when I was 16. 
Um, I left school. I tell my mom and dad, I don't want school anymore. I want to be a chef. They like, no, you're crazy. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm becoming a dishwasher. Yay. I'm becoming a dishwasher. <laughs> yes. Dishwasher for the first year. And then I make my way up, learn the kitchen, work with some chef. Um, more experience, travel in the world, been through a lot of stuff. And, and I know what is it to be the, the, the guy who work hard. And then those guys who put the money, the investors coming and like take them cut out of what you working hard for. So what I want to build, I want to create a team that grow in the business and they will open more locations without put any money in it, but still be a partners. Mm-hmm. So I want all this breakfast thing to be like operate by active partners, which grow in the business. And so this is basically the plan. Um, and yeah, many people talk to me about like, can I put one? Can I can 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 I give you money to? Can I franchise it? Can you sell me the product? Can you do this? That no, guys, this is not what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, but we're getting a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people talking to me about it. I can only imagine. I mean, the amount of press it it's amazing. Usually, you will find when something's as hot as the concept is, you'll find some negativity and I can't find, I, I literally went on every social media platform possible and you name the foodie reviewer, the blog site, the entertainment site, the, the Jewish site, everybody is saying the praises. And I guess, how do you, how do you deal with somebody that does get disappointed? Have you had any negative reviews? It, it's not happened a lot. Not really. I don't really have a negative review. Sometimes one customer tell me the cheese is, is too salty. Well, <laughs> take another, take a different burekas. It's okay. Like nothing like crazy. Never. We never got like crazy review, like bad review. The line is too long. What can I do? Tell people go home. Like... <laughs> And I never got like, there is, there is no room to make too many mistakes if you do everything right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not too complicated. If you see the operation from inside, it's like, pa, 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 pa. It's like everything, it's organized. Everybody doing one thing, do it perfect. Everything work with time. It's like, we do, we, we, we create this crazy system of pre-ordering. So people call to pre-order in advance, like just for example, okay, this last Sunday, like yesterday, we sold like around 300 burekas wow. in pre-order before 9 a.m., before we already opened the store. Wow. So, so people coming, stand in line, the line is getting long and long. And then those people who already pre-order come from the side and like, Hey, I'm here for pickup and we just bring them the food outside. Amazing. So, you know, we give this solution to other people. If you really want and you don't want to stand in line, just pre-order your food. Are you going to be using any technology to help you with the pre-ordering process or right now? I don't know. Maybe we will need to build, build something just space specifically for us. Um, we don't do delivery service so far. Yeah. 
everything it's only pick up and pre-order over order over the phone um i'm still like think about everything i just don't want to make and ruin the product you know i want the product to stay like here for sure how do you how do you because you have you get to a capacity right because yeah. of the equipment and because of the space because of the space yeah yeah so i and guess how do you deal with those capacity besides selling out <laughs> that's it there is no there is no other way just to grow just to take another kitchen yeah and do some like like a commissary kitchen you know to um, i'm still thinking about everything and dealing like with how to expand and how to do it but i want to stay in this concept of like yeah i'm selling out when we sell out we sell out i'm not like you know money it's not everything yeah it's something of course we hear for money like that's why we're doing the business but 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 to see my my employees finally my cooks finally happy yeah. this is much more than money for me you know to know that you can build something that people really like and happy to work for this is something different what does your family say now from from the from the dishwasher that made it <laughs> <laughs> they proud they proud they're proud. they're proud yes they're proud they're happy um when, yeah. when when were they the most happy when you when you first got your first restaurant or or with barekas if you ask my mom with the baby she don't care about <laughs> anything. The baby that's that's she, grandma yes she just care about that and, and yes. she always ask about that and they're really happy with the barekas they see what is the different like with barekas i can be home every day around like 5 p.m. Yeah. I'm home at 5 p.m. I don't need to bother myself in anything else. Yeah. When you have a restaurant, you know that I don't need to tell you, but yeah. Like you're running after your tail all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah, I think I would love for you to talk to the entrepreneur that's thinking about opening up a restaurant. You know, we have ideas of what it means to be in the restaurant business. And the reason why I, I love talking to people like you is that you, you've you been there and done that, but now you're doing something that's totally different. I'm sure you never dreamed when you were, you know, washing dishes, when you would open up a restaurant that you'd have a takeout window that was 700 square feet that was actually had more potential to build the life that you wanted, the legacy that you wanted outside of, you know, a 5,000 square foot restaurant with, you know, 50 employees or however many employees it is, that, that's not the world that we live in. People want, they want connection. They want connection to something that's meaningful. They want something that's tasty, something that they don't have to, you know, bend over backwards to go and get. You've created that. What, what advice would you give to somebody that's wants, wants to get into to the, the food business, wants to be a food entrepreneur? To not be rushed. Don't be rushed for it. It's not that easy like it's looked like. You need to deal with so many things, so many aspects. And, and if it's customer, if it's like the quality of the food, if it's like the quantity of the food, if, if it's, it's your employees, you need to keep, you need to be on top of everything all the time. And it's not easy at all. At the end of the day, you still want to make money. So you need to keep your labor right. What I would say, People really, really, those day people don't want stuff complicated. They want stuff simple. They want every, they, they, they like everything simple. They like to know what they get. 
they like to stand and to buy something that they don't need to think three times. Yeah. Okay, what I want, the menu is so big, what I will choose, what I will get. To find something that people really want, people really like and can touch in most of the people, you can never touch in everybody. But in most of like 90% of the people, it's enough. And, 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 and yeah, I don't know if like, if someone without experience will come and open a restaurant those, those days, especially those days, it's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not something that I would Recommend. like wish to, to, to my enemies, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just hard, you know? It's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's, it's like to sell your soul to the devil. It's something like that. Yeah. You have to be there all the time. You have to make sure everybody happy all the time. And then on top of that, you have the Yelp that me as a restaurant owner hate it. You know, we give, they give power to people. Anonymous. People. Not supposed to have power and they can destroy your business. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. And think about it twice before you do it. <laughs> Tell me about the the power of social media. What what you wow. and your wife what you and wow. your wife have been able to to tap into. This is it's something it's something we we meet with Burekas, not with the, the other place. Like we we have a nice account for size Street Kitchen and 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 we used to be more on social media, but it's a huge power people really really on social media there is specific people on social media it's not like our regular customers you know for me to see people that not israelis or jewish stand in line for burekas for me to see article on chinese newspaper for burekas in chinese you know i put it in google translate to read what they tell about the burekas and and to explain the Chinese people what is burekas, they compare it to other Chinese pastries, which is it's something else, you know. It's take it to the, to another level to see. Um, um, I don't know someone that don't really know what is burekas. Like I have this Japanese customer, which already become my friend, coming every week. Order like. Ah, yeah, I want the three cheese. I want two potato. I want one of the dessert and make me two Turkish coffee, one with cardamom, one with one without cardamom. Like, he don't even know what is Turkish coffee before. He don't even know what is burekas before. And he's already like yes. daily customer, you know? This is amazing. This is something that like, this is something the social media bring to the table, you know? I think when I think of burekas, it inspires me because my wife is Bulgarian. My grandfather was, so my wife is a hundred percent Bulgarian. She's moved here. There's a lot of Bulgarians in San Diego. There's a lot of Bulgarians in the United States. Um, there's so many dishes that mean so much to them, but there's really no Bulgarian restaurants outside of Las Vegas and Chicago. And the Bulgarian food is amazing. And the Bulgarian food is amazing, but no matter where you are, whoever's listening to this, you know, the entrepreneur grateful that it, this reaches all over the globe you have to have the courage. You had the courage to lean into something that was so specific to Israeli culture to think, well, maybe, maybe there's enough Jewish people. But what you're saying is it's not even about Jewish people. It's Americans from all different backgrounds that are coming 
to learn about your culture, learn about your food, and now are writing about it in Chinese newspapers and Japanese. Like, how amazing is that? But you have to have the courage to know that what you enjoyed as a little boy, what you bring to funerals, what you bring to weddings, maybe that's not just for my home country. Maybe that's also for America. I guess it is for America. People love it. And a lot of people get upset with us. And they said Burekas is not Israeli and that it's Greek <laughs> or Turkish or Bulgarian, which I agree. But if you, if, if, if you take a look back, like to the, um, um, back in the days, you can find the same food in different cultures, different names, same ingredients, and people just don't understand that it. it's not mine as Israeli. It's not yours as a Turkish. It's not her as a Bulgarian. It's all of us food. And, and if you can find great Bulgarian burekas in the, in the Bulgarian cuisine, yeah. and, and you can find it in the Israeli cuisine and in the Turkish cuisine. And, and what we did is just like Israeli interpretation of Turkish burek, which Turkish burek, Bulgarian burek, you know, it's, it's, it's food. It's everybody. It's, it's it's not yours or mine. It's you know it, you cannot label it under any nationality or any like people. It's it's everybody. Have you had any mentors in the hospitality space? Any 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 stories from somebody that taught you? Um, there is one guy chef I grew up with in Israel is currently have like this 20 something restaurant in Israel for smoke meat barbecue wow. and it's called Ruben is is uh, the name of the place called Ruben you know the Ruben there's the Ruben yeah. sandwich sure the one with the pastrami and yep. and the corned beef so he have um, this chain in Israel is a very talented guy he teach me a lot about cuisine about the hospitality um, his name uh, Barel Barel Raz um, he's a chef, he's an amazing guy we're still in touch or we, we talk like every second week um, he was also very like surprised about what Burekas did he's still in shock about it because when you like when you're coming from the business and, and you give advice to somebody you tell him Okay, you need to have an option for everybody. Like if I want to come and, and eat and I don't eat like carbs, you know, so I need to have an option for salad. So you need to have an option for everybody. Yeah. In this specific concept, you don't have an option. You have one pastry. So he was like in shock when it was that, that successful. But I guess that's what people are looking for those days. They kind of try tired of, of too many options. Um yeah what is what is branding mean for what you? is branding yeah um we're working on it by the way right now we're working with this amazing artist from israel she's our friend she's doing all the branding for bureka so very soon we will comes out with beautiful branding for the for the concept of burekas Um branding it's it's a way to tell your story um, basically, it's a way to tell your story. You know, it's a language for your business, um, a language for your product. Um, 
it's so many things. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a big. Well, for, for you, for you, the, the authenticity is shown when you look just at what you've created in 700 square feet. I mean, when you look at the videos on TikTok and anybody that's listening, go and look up Barekas um, in Sherman Oaks and see the videos that, you know, these people are posting of this incredible, this incredible box, this pastry box that you've developed, but the way that people are so excited to stand outside in the line. And I think, you know, that goes to the power of storytelling. It goes to the power of what you and your wife have created um, because people are so excited to share the story. You know, they're so excited to to share this joy that you're bringing in a box, right? Yeah. Um, yes, yes, they are excited. Uh, we try we try to keep it authentic as we can. Um, it's basically a takeout window, but we still have some space to sit. So we take meal carts, we throw them on the on the floor outside. And people actually like sitting on the milk carts, eat burekas. And this is the most authentic thing you can ever see, you know? Like, I used to grow up as a cook and eat my lunch on the milk carts, you know? We never sit on the table and eat our lunch, you know? Yeah. We just yeah. bites here, bites there, sitting on the milk carts, blah, 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 two seconds and go back to work. Yes. And, and to see those people, like the rich people, yes. the, the average people, to take everybody together, no matter who are you, how much money you have, you will sit on this meal cart together and we will eat these burekas together. It's bring everybody to the same level and it's show them like how authentic is it. And, and I think it's part of the flavor. It's part of everything, you know, it's, it's part of the concept. When when did you learn what hospitality means? Just experience, just experience. There is so many different hospitalities. Like my favorite, my favorite um, hang out with my wife. It's a Michelin restaurant. Like we, like for us, it's a party. You know, to go to a Michelin restaurant to sit. I'm really like. I can sit in a Michelin um, restaurant and we take notes and we are, we're trying to understand all the small details. And this is really like where I'm coming from. This is my biggest dream. Eventually when I don't need any more money, when I will be fine and happy, I can create one of those. And like, even those days I have a huge garden in my house. I grow everything. I'm doing everything on my own. Um, but this is where I learned like hospitality, what is it and what is the details you can get in hospitality in a mission restaurant, you can understand how like how detailed you can do, you can get. Um, and yeah, it's just about that. It's just about experience. I never go to school or something like that. By the way, this is like, Maybe it's something, it's extra, but I never go to school to learn how to cook and I never go to school to learn hospitality. It's just about experience, you know? People those days, it's, it's funny, but everybody chefs. Yes. Everybody like coming to your place and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. They never show what they are. They're always asking, they always want 
without any like proof of what they know and what they can. And, and it's kind of like this generation, there is too many chefs, but yeah. there is not enough cooks, you know? I have 30 cooks. I have 30 cooks who follow me, who working under me, and I never call myself chef, you know? Yes. Never, ever. Like, it's something you need to earn. It's not something you need to call yourself. And, and yeah, it's funny. Why is it important to tell your story? What is in, why is important? Um, because you, you, you were hesitant to come on this show to talk to our audience. And your, absolute, your story is absolutely phenomenal. I'm so grateful for you, for your wife, for your family, for sharing. Because that's, we have the opportunity now, you know, because of platforms like Entrepreneur, what Toast has been able to do for us, for, for me and my barbecue restaurants to have you on, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that I get to sit here with you and through a virtual space, but we get to connect with anybody that's listening, no matter where in the world you are, if you have dreams of being in the food business, the hospitality business, the restaurant business, it's such a hard business. It's such a hard business, first of all. And first of all, if this is what you want and you decide that um, this is what you want, hospitality, food business, whatever it is, uh, um, you need to understand what you're going to lose and and what you're going to earn. And after you did it and after you find something you love and you agree, like find something you love and let it kill you. You know what I mean? <laughs> you should know you can get killed. You know what I mean? Yes. And you need to know, like, I'm working. The, the, when, when I opened Sai, the restaurant, six years ago, I opened the restaurant uh, with $5,000 in my bank account. I had the restaurant opened for six months with no sign. Like I don't add money to do anything. I work 16, 17 hours a day with my wife. She was on the register. I've been in the line. I had one guy work with me, help me wash dishes. I did everything. We did everything in the restaurant. Like it's not a magic. You need to work hard for it. You need to work hard and, <clears throat> and to be like consistent, commitment to something. It's to do it every day we don't look, without look to the sides without listen to anybody, you know, you need like, you know, when, when you walk with a donkey and you put those things on the side, you don't want him to look the right or left, just to walk and walk. This is what you need to do in order to be success and in order to build something and to understand the community, the customers, um, to really live the business. This is what you need to do. And, and it's a matter of time. Then it's a matter of time after you do it. It could take a month, it could take two months, could take one year, two years, but eventually it will happen because you're consistent. You know, you fix yourself, you change stuff, you hardworking, you're working hard, you're taking care of everything and it will come. But this is what you need in order to be successful in this business. I love it. So uh, anybody that's listening to this show uh, every Wednesday and Friday on the social audio app Clubhouse, we meet with restaurant owners, content creators, sales professionals, marketing professionals from all over the globe. Uh, please join us. It's at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and that is the Digital Hospitality Room. We'll put a link in the show notes, but we also give a social shout out to people that listen to this show. So your story matters no matter where you're listening to this show. Uh, Heather Cox, 
she joins us. Um, you can find her at Heather Cox Codes on all the socials. But recently, Dean LeBay asked for help. So Dean is 62 years old. He wanted to go to the National Restaurant Association show in Chicago. He is on disability. He's not able to go, but he asked the community and uh, the community responded. So we all pitched in and got him to, to Chicago. He's going to go. That's upcoming here. But thank you to the community. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Uh, Uzi, do you have somebody that you'd like to give a shout out? This is going on entrepreneur. I'd love for you to, I know you, you, everyone wants to shout out their entire team, but um, is there somebody in particular that's gone above and beyond recently that you'd like to, to give some special attention to? My wife, obviously she's doing <laughs> amazing right now. You know, she's, she's working harder than me. Um, yes. And of course my guys, you know, my people that with me every day, every morning, even if they seek sometimes and they don't want to come, I just like, thank you for everything. Um, so, so I have some quick questions I need to ask you about your smartphone. So are you an iPhone user or an Android user? iPhone user. IPhone. I used to be Android, but I'm iPhone user. Yeah. How, when did you switch? When I came to LA, when I came to US, I'm like, everybody use iPhone. I have to do it. <laughs> what was the first social media platform you were on? Um, Ether, Ether, Ether mm -hmm. LA. Okay. What was the, do you post on social media personally? Sometimes it's very hard when you really work. <laughs> Sometimes when you really work, do you prefer phone calls or text messages? And phone calls. Phone calls. Do you uh, prefer email, email or text messages? Text messages. <laughs> you, do you hate email? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, I miss so many emails. Uh, do you listen to Spotify or uh, Apple Music? Apple Music. Um, yeah. Apple Music. What's your favorite app? My favorite app? Um, what's my favorite app? I don't really use phone a lot, you know? Let me see. Let me open the apps. Let me open my phone. I would say like, Instagram, WhatsApp, like okay. wherever I can communicate with people, you know, wherever you can communicate with people. Well, uh, we're going to put links in the show notes, but please uh, follow Barekas, follow Sai Street Kitchen, um, anywhere else that people can can find you, Uzi? Uh, my personal Instagram, um, just my name. And how do you spell yeah. it? Go ahead and spell it for us. Um, U-Z-I. It's my first name. Last name, it's Wiseman, W-I-Z-M-A-N. Beautiful. Well, Uzi, I can't wait to come and visit you in Los Angeles. Uh, I will surprise you with Barrecas in San Diego. Oh, very uh, beautiful. Well, uh, I can't wait. My wife, uh, we will be very excited. My son, my daughter, we, we would be honored. Uh, we'd be honored to stand in line to, to come and eat as well. So when we Thank do make so it much. to Los Angeles and anybody that's listening to the show, if you guys want to reach out to me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. That's Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all the, all the platforms. We're grateful that you listen to the show. We're grateful for leaders like Uzi that are transforming the industry. Um, you're just getting started. I can't wait to see 
what you build in the next five years and 10 years. And congratulations on your new baby boy. Thank you so much. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you to Toast for allowing us to have uh, incredible conversations like this. We appreciate you guys and catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Restaurant Influencers. The best way that you can help us with the show is to subscribe and write a review. We love the opportunity to connect with you no matter where you are on the globe, no matter what restaurant you are running. Please send us a DM on social at Sean P. Walchef. If you are interested in toast, if you want to improve your digital hospitality, please send me a DM. I will get you in touch with a local toast representative. We appreciate you listening to this show. The best way that you can help this show is share it with a friend and we will catch you all next week or we will see you on one of the digital playgrounds that we call social media.